So I want to specially welcome us to Life Class in the course of today's conversation. Principles from God's Word will be shared. If you hear anything that sounds like health advice, please consult with your doctors. If you hear anything that sounds like financial advice, please consult with your financial advisors. And if you hear anything that sounds like spiritual advice, please consult with your Spiritual advisors, spiritualists, all sorts. Glory to God. All right, let's dive in today because we are in for a ride. How many of us were blessed by life class last week Sunday? How many of us? I am yet to recover from last week Sunday's teaching. I was just getting messages and people were like, PD, PD, what did you do to us? You went there and you just, you know, you took us into the ring, gave us a nice beating in the word um but it's the kind of beating that makes you better right am i speaking for myself i'm speaking for someone okay i am and for myself too <laughs> glory to god so i am going to avoid our topic for last week is the kind of topic and i'm just i'm not exaggerating we can sit on the topic of spiritual knowledge every day 365 days and we would have only scratched the surface so i'm going to avoid every temptation to do a recap because if we try it <laughs> we might just we might just be there so we're going to number two and for those who don't know what number two is just stay with us we'll do a brief recap without mentioning last week so that we can avoid the temptation now if you don't know what this is it means you've not been in life class for a while so i'm not going to tell you what that is or should we tell them should we tell them okay so the first g is what the second g is what the i is what and the s is what systems for impact but this is where we are right right and we're looking at the various um possibilities various dimensions of growth and we said number one is what arrested and what what does arrested means growth starts and then stops at a point uh we talk ab about deformed what does deformed mean in jags amoeba <laughs> all right number three is what stunted so this person looks like they are growing but they lack certain essential nutrients um, the next one is what? Reversed. This is a very bad one. So unlike arrested where growth stops, reversed growth actually starts going back. If you get what I mean. Number five is what? Seasonal. This is the highest peak for unbelievers. All right? And, 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 and I don't know how that sits with you because you are not an unbeliever. Hello? hello like blood was shed for you so you can't just coast here if you are here this is very good by all standards but this is not excellent do you understand me and then number six is what i was just going to jump to all season 360 degrees all all season and this is what we're exploring so rather than going into our rest that happens 
how the formed happens, how stunted happens, how the rest happens. We're going into this um, so that as you see a refusal to follow the principles of, is this, is this visible to the room? To a large extent, right? Okay. So that you begin to see that if I am ignoring this, I am likely to land here. And maybe that's an exercise we'll do when we are done so that we'll have an, an anatomic portrait of what the rest look like. I don't know, my brain just likes playing those kind of games. Anybody wants to play with me? So we're going to do that after we've done all the pillars for all season growth. We will now play the game of, if this is missing, where does it land you in this? Do you want to play that game with me? So we're going to get there. Number one pillar for all season growth was what we touched last week, which we are not touching today. And what was that? Anybody wants to remind me? True knowledge is what I do. Very profound. Very, 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 very profound. But number two, number two pillar, you can call it pillar, you can call it principle for all season growth, for that life that will, it won't matter whether it is winter, it won't matter whether you are a teenager, it won't matter whether you are single or married, it won't matter whether, like there is no seasonal implication on your trajectory. Your life is constantly going to be the one of the word. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, which we've been on all through this conversation. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's look at verse 18 and verse 19 in the message translation. This is talking about me. This is talking about you. He says the ways of right living people. Are there right living people in this room? He says that their ways glow with light. Somebody say glow. You know, it's just the way lots of you are glowing in the room this morning. It says the longer they live, not the more wrinkles they have, not the tired that they become, not the less their income capabilities are. That's what they teach in the world. It says, but for the child of God, the longer you live, the brighter you shine. I like it. The longer you live, the brighter you shine. It says, but, somebody say but. The road of wrongdoing folks, it gets darker and darker. That's more confusion. <laughs> they were this confused last year. Very confused this year. Next year, super confused. And that is not the child of God. You have to break out of it and tell yourself at some point, this confusion is not for me. Hello? Am I still in the right room today? So, having discussed number one, I want to introduce you to, please, please, open your ears, open your hearts this morning I want to teach you something I know you know. Should I have said that? Now that we know what knowledge is, right? Something I know you know about. That's better. Right? But please open your heart. Because you have been introduced to light. Strap. For those listening on the podcasts, I'm going to say this out. Can you see my board? Number two is strategic mentorship. This is one of the technologies in God's kingdom to prevent stagnancy, to prevent reversal, to prevent stunting, to prevent deformity. Strategic mentorship. Can somebody say strategic mentorship? 
And I'm going to give us a practical framework that you can begin to use ASAP immediately. Let's go to um, Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. It says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads. Many people get to, to crossroads and they don't stop. What they do is, <laughs> some will start crying. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Some are going to do, I don't know if you guys know this or it's the kids that know this. Many, many, many more at the crossroads. Is it God? Is it John or Jake or Brother John or, or anybody knows what I'm talking about? They're all qualified guys, all spirit-filled. Which one is it going to be? What investment portfolio is it going to be? And see, if he wants to do mini, 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 man, you are in for a life of tears. He says, stop at the crossroads. Look around. I'm going to break this down for us. He says, ask for the old, ancient paths. The beauty of ancient paths is that they are tested and proven. He says, when you unveil all the ancient ones, choose the godly ones. This is very deep. It says, in that one, walk in it. Don't just walk in it. Explore. Travel its paths. If you can do this, you will unlock the all-season glory life. You'll find rest for your souls. But you know the, the way the verse ends. It, it tells us the way humans are. It says, but you reply, no. I know you better way. No, that's not the road we want. Glory to God. I want to teach us a framework today. You know, many people have read about mentorship before. Many people have. This has to happen every Sunday. We'll just leave it. Maybe someone can invent another type of marker. That won't, that won't be stressing PD this much. Anybody up for the challenge? They're like, PD, nah, that, that sounds like, like hundreds of dollars in profit. We're in for millions and billions. But you'd be shocked that many people have this same challenge I'm having. All right. I want to teach us a framework. Can you see my board? How is everyone doing so far? Still doing good? Have I lost anyone? All right. So, the second pillar, the second principle we are unveiling for the kind of life that is all season, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it's fall, whether it's spring, that life is constantly shining brighter. Understand strategic mentorship. Are you with me? Are you still here? These are acronyms. I'm going to tell you what they mean so that you can listen to me. The reason why we have the word strategic instead of just saying mentorship is because most people in their choice of a mentor are not strategic. Let me tell you what I mean by that. And I'm going to give you practical things that I mean by you being strategic. For instance, if part of the things God has laid on your heart is that you are going to be a lender to nations and you are going to be one of the richest. I'm just using a ridiculous example. And you are going to be one of the richest people 
in the world. All right? Now, such a person is sitting down listening to life class and hears about mentorship. So the person believes that if I am going to be one of the richest people in the world, then I need a mentor, someone who has been there, done that, someone who has been through these crossroads, and I can ask the person to show me the right path, right? Right? And in the process of selecting, that person arrives at maybe the top three richest people in the world. I'm, I'm not sure the current list because it constantly fluctuates. But let's say the person comes up with Elon Musk, comes up with Jeff Bezos, and let's put, you know, Uncle Bill there too. You guys don't know my uncle? All right, so let's put the three of them. And this person is sitting down, a final year student somewhere in Toronto, has this bright vision in the heart and convinces themselves that Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates are the person's mentors. Now, what that person has done right, you've, you've gotten mentors, but you, what you've done is you've selected distant mentors. Somebody say distant mentors. Now, even if Bill Gates is your neighbor, the distance there, I'm not talking of geographic distance. Hello? Hello? What you need strategically is who has gone from, you are going to break that wealth equation, number one, to normal living, debt. Number two, debt free. Number three is investing. Number four is investing with positive cash flow. Number five is breaking breaking free. Like Now, when you jump to the guys we've mentioned, you've skipped many layers. And for them to help you with practical lessons, they are, they are doing too much of retrospection. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, let's bring it home. You are the pastor of a church. The Lord laid it on your heart to start a ministry. In your visions, you see that that ministry is going to grow to be tens of thousands of people gathering together to worship God every Sunday, you know, and making impact in society. That's the vision God has given you. So you now go and search. Where are the pastors that have led churches of 10,000 people? And you make your list. Number one, PD. Number two, PK. Number three, PG. Number four, PL. You now make these people your mentors. So wherever you see that PD is going to be in town, you just run to him. Oh, PD, I want to see you. You know, you grew this church from zero, from two adults in your basement to 10,000 people. That's phenomenal. How did you do it? That person does not know that you don't need to learn from someone who has 10,000. Hello. The, the, the strategic mentor you need is, how did you get to 50? First, that's the person you need. Because this person here is throwing back to, <laughs> to a time where they, the, that thing is, the oil they carry now is, my goodness. Can you see it? Then when you have your list of mentors for this, you now look for someone else who has done 100. You look for someone who has done 200 and you are very strategic. Someone is listening now and saying, what if I meet this person with, with 10,000? <laughs> Just celebrate what God is doing in their life. Honor. Read their books. Bless them. Uh, allow your heart to be open to largeness. Don't see all these, all these pastors of big churches. What you, are, what you are saying to your destiny is, I hate bigness. All these rich, wealthy people. What you are saying is, it's not for me. But when you can enlarge your heart 
and celebrate them, then you begin to get strategic mentors. And the first S is to seek. Somebody say seek. That seek means that you are going to search for those who are in your immediate next season, not in your future. Hello. So God has laid it on your heart that you are going to release albums and you are going to, you know, go, out, go around the globe and you are just like, oh, PDJ Jason is coming for Let God Arise. I, I just need 10 minutes with him. I need 10 minutes. You don't need J.J. Austin yet. Hello? Go and sit with the person who just released an album and sit down with them. What were the pains there? What, what have you learned? Then when you've crossed that one, you go to the next strategic mentor. Uh, can, can you see how it is done? Can you see how it is done? So you are picking someone in your next season, not in your death, in your future. In your next season, you are strategic about seeking and searching for them. Someone is saying, PD, I've been seeking and searching. So, I said there are two things to this. Your next season and people who have the exact results in that area of, they have exact results and competence in the area of your goals. Does it make sense? Does that make sense? It means that when I, when I tell you this is my mentor, I, I cannot, if I'm being strategic, I cannot stop there. I have to say that this is someone who is mentoring me in. Can you see it? Guys, can you see it? So while, while for example, Jeff Bezos might be able to mentor you now to be a successful billionaire entrepreneur, it might not be a mentor for you now to develop godly character. But that does not mean he cannot mentor you. You know, people are very funny. I remember when we did the teaching epignosis. And there were a couple of pillars on, on to prayerfully seek your teachers. And I was listening. I don't know how many times I've listened, listened to that teaching. And the Holy Spirit told me that it's not enough for you to pray for me to show you your teachers, but to also show you their subjects. Uh, you didn't hear me. So that my father math teacher will not come and start telling me quantum physics. He does not know it. So that your economics teacher is not trying to do almighty formula. He does not know it. But there is something that person knows. There are very few people who have the capacity to provide broad mentorship. One of the few people that sit in our office is a pastor. For the rest of your other goals, you are going to, as far as health is concerned... This person is in this next season and I've strategically found them out. So, do you understand the two, thing, the two things you do when you're seeking? Do you get it? Are we still together? Is Peter's voice too loud? It's good so far. So, you know the two things you do when you're seeking strategically. The number two thing, because many people say, Pity, um, I know the person I should be talking to. The you like that? These guys are too busy. But their schedules are filled up. That's why they have results. Hello. Did you hear me? The person you really want an audience with, they're not just chilling, you know, and, and chilling. If they're chilling, they won't have the results that you seek to learn from them about. So they are, they are busy. So look at it as a fast-moving train. 
And you want to get this person's attention. They have an information that you need. Remember what we learned from Jeremiah 6. It says, stop at the crossroads. Seek ancient paths. Among the ancient paths is you choose the godly ones. That is your responsibility as a child of God. So that when you are reading a book that talks about cutting corners, and you are reading a book that talks about, you know, things that are not Christly, you can delete those ones. You don't delete the book. You delete the relevant thoughts. Do you understand me? Hello. Am I in the right room this morning? A man of God went to visit his mentor, his spiritual father. And I think it was towards the end of their conversation. A book just fell down from his bag. And then he picked up the book and his spiritual father said, saw the book. He said, hey, what book is that? You are reading this book. <laughs> and he smiled. He said, yes, sir, let me show you the book. So he gave the book to his spiritual father. And when the father opened it, some chapters were stapled. You don't understand? Some chapters in the book, they were stapled. He said, this person is an authority on certain areas, but he's an heretic on certain other areas. What I have done is I've stapled the places I cannot listen to this person on. Do you understand it? What the average person today will do is to throw the old book away. Can you be mature enough to get what you need to get from someone who is not willing to give it to you. Can you be tactical enough? Somebody say sick. Somebody say sick. The next S is to serve. Somebody say serve. This is the most strategic way to break into the schedule of a bizzle of a did I just say bizzle? You know, my brain moves too fast sometimes. I was going to say busy, results-oriented person. So I just brizzled it together. Somebody say serve. When you identify these individuals per goal and per season, I hope it is clear so far. Is it clear so far? Let me make it clearer. I don't want you to miss it. So while you are seeking, you have your goals. And you have your next season. We can call it next season or next milestone. These are the two things you check when you're seeking. When you're serving, you want to break into their schedule. So you keep on saying, oh, oh, oh Peter, I need to see you. Oh, I'm so busy. See me next week. Oh, Peter, I need to see you. Oh, I'm so busy. See me next month. Oh, Peter, I'm so busy. See me six months. Peter, I'm so busy. See me next year. I'm so busy. See me 10 years. You know there are people today if you want to book an appointment to see them, you, it can actually be like a five-year appointment. Hello? But you don't have five years. So what do you do? Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Look for an opportunity to serve them. When you have an audience with greatness, don't seek to impress them. They've been there, done that. Don't come with big, big English. Oh, I, oh, I'm just so, like I'm flabbergasted. I'm just so, like, overwhelmed to be in your presence now. You know, you've just been so magnanimous and you've just been so... And the person is looking like, who is this joker? If I want to hear big English words, I, I have a dictionary in my house. Don't seek to impress. Unless it is not greatness, that person will not be impressed. If the person is impressed, just know you've not met greatness. Hello. 
Hello. Are we still in the building? Is this useful for us so far? Some of you are already thinking about the opportunities you've lost. I'm going to pray for restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. And don't go with simplistic questions. Maybe we'll get to, to that. But seek for opportunities to serve. How do you seek for opportunities to serve? You're going to thank them for the access of their time. And you're going to let that person know that what are the... This is the way you introduce your goals now. So let's say you want this person to mentor you in real estate investments, for example. I want you to have access to this person. You just say things like, oh, in this next season of my life, can you hear me? Can you hear what I'm saying? In this next season of my life, I'm just trying to wrap my head around real estate investment. I understand that is an area you have expertise on. And that someone like you will be very busy. What are the pre-tasks that you wished someone could help you handle? I have 30 minutes every week. I want to help you with those tasks. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? If somebody who is moving on a train should hear that, they will stop the train. If you say, oh, I, I, I need to come and see, it's very important, you know, just give me, you know, 30 minutes of your time. The person is really looking at you and putting a value on 30 minutes of their time. They know 30 minutes of their time is worth $5,000. So the decision they are making is not about telling you no. It's about gifting you $5,000. And if you will know that that is the value you just got, when that estimation in their head comes to no, not worth it, you just say, talk to my assistant. And that's the end of it for another six months. But when they hear, what are the things? Oh, you just hear things like, ah, there is this property developer that has been problematic. I just wish there was someone who could call them. I will, I, I will help you call them. Oh, there is this something, some, I will help you do this. Once you can plug through service, then you've gotten in strategically. Are you with me? I wish I could see your faces clearer. So I can just tell if you are getting this. Are you getting this? Is this useful so far? Are you thinking about your goals again? And some of the people who are in the next milestone, not in the, in the future of it, the next of it. Now, while you have that access of serving them, the next thing to do is to ask questions. Somebody say, ask questions. If you go to a mentor without questions, you have wasted your time and you have wasted their time. Before we go to questions, let me show you something in 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. Let's read it in the NIV. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, but Jehoshaphat asked, so this is a story that we will not touch. Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? So an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha. Somebody say Elisha. The son of Shaphat is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. That was the description they gave of Eli Elijah, of Elisha. Other versions have like some big words. It was the assistant. Some, some, some versions actually say like right hand man, assistant. You know, that gives the vibes of, you know, like we roll together kind of vibes. You know, carrying his bag. He was his servant. He humbled himself and was pouring water on Elijah's hands. Think about it. 
It wasn't saying, oh, I need an impartation. Lay hands. He was not, he, he was not laying hands. He was pouring water. He poured water so much that when it was time for a transfer, it was discerning of the moment. He served. Many people want to receive from greatness without serving. The best they will get is lessons. You get lessons. That's the highest you can get. Son is reading this and saying, of course, Elisha served. It is not of course. Let's go to 1 Kings 19, verse 14. I need to show you this. I need to show you this. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 14. This is the time in Elijah's life where he was done, exhausted, busted, depressed, ready to resign and throw in the towel. He replied, this is Elijah speaking. I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant. They've torn down your altars. They've put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. So this was Elijah just vexing with God, right? So let's go to verse 15. We're going all the way to 16. It says, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came. And go to the desert of Damascus. Please, somebody should say, PD, move on. Because this verse 15, we have to talk about it one day. How do you tell a prophet in Israel to go and anoint a king in Syria? You don't understand. So let's just leave it for now. Anoint Israel king over Aram. Verse 16. Also, anoint Jehu. I can understand this part. Anoint king over Israel. How do you send the prophet to cross borders and go anoint a king in another territory? Or more. That's, that, that is. But where we are going to is and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel Meola to succeed you as prophet. So God already told Elijah, Elisha is going to succeed you. Do you understand me? But it was said of Elisha, that Elisha poured water. Can you see it? The person that carries the answers you need is too busy. They are waiting for you to plug in by service. To plug in by service. Please jump to verse 19 of this same verse. So Elijah went and found Elisha. Are you following so far? So who found Elisha? He was plowing a field. The guy was busy working. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field. And Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. Elijah did not deliver the message. Or did he? Because Elijah knows the person who will carry this anointing won't carry it because God told me to anoint you. I can pour it on your head and you will receive, you will receive nothing. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, can you see the language of pursuit, and said to him, first, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye. Does this sound familiar? And then I will go with you. Elijah replied, guy, this is me paraphrasing. Are you ready or you are not ready? He says, go on back. He says, but think about what I have done to you. Ha. Can you see what is going here? Going on here? Elisha is saying, I want, I want to go and write a letter to daddy and to mommy and to like tell my village go, goodbye and to, and to, and to. Elijah said, guy, think. 
So Elisha returned to his oxen, slaughtered them. My goodness. Used the wood from the plow to build fire, to roast it. Passed around the meat to the townspeople. All of them ate. And he went with Elijah as his water pourer, bag carrier, cup server. A big boy who was running his own farming, plowing industry left everything to go and serve. And there were people in school of prophets doing classes morning to night. May God open our eyes to be strategic. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, when you ask questions, can you give me five more minutes to land this plane? So that we can do at least one per week. So that we are not doing two per week. If we are doing two per week. So, you seek, you serve, you ask questions. Go with questions. At least three of them. Or even if it is one good question, the next thing you do is you distill your questions into action. Action points. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the answers you receive, so you are serving this person, but because you have access to them, you just strategically ask a question. You get an answer, you distill the answer into action points. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? And what you go and do is you go and act on it. This is where many people know who or not they will continue to mentor. It is at this point. Can you see it? Are, are we still together? It is at this point that most people know who or not they will continue to mentor and how much access they will continue to grant to this person. Please, when you come into contact with greatness, don't think about pictures. We have a generation that wants to snap pictures and they will now post it. After you post it, what will happen next? I have a picture with Pastor Matthew. I have a picture with J.J. Epstein. Please don't get me wrong, oh, please, guys. During Let God Arise, take your pictures. <laughs> but there's something that these people carry that is beyond pictures. By God's grace, I've been in many rooms with many great people that even those people were shocked. There was, I was in a room with someone once. Everybody in that room wanted a picture. And the person was looking at me, waiting for me to come and take my picture. And I was just there. I said, <laughs> picture. <laughs> my good picture. Is it picture I need now? <laughs> my destiny needs fire. They are talking picture. You know those people have posted their pictures. And they've moved on. I, mean, I know what I got. Please don't get me wrong. Take your pictures. You can take them for keeps. For your biography, when people are, you know, making a movie about how your life influenced them. But don't, don't be in a hurry to take it and go and post it. Guess who I was with yesterday night? And so what? Your life is not even proof that, that you were with the person. It's the fact. Am I too loud this morning? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, please forgive me. You act. Take action. You design action steps for yourself from the answer they've given you, and then, this is very important, you feed it back to the mentor. But the last time I asked you about getting debt-free, you gave me a tremendous answer, and from your answer, 
I picked out these three things. I want to let you know I've done these three things and this is what I experienced from it. Anybody that hears that, they will not only pack, you know they packed their train before, now they will now dust a seat. Tell you to come and sit down here. Guys, there's a generation that is looking for a generation to pour things into. That generation is too proud. He's looking for pictures. We don't believe in pouring water. Why am I pouring water? If he wants water, I can fill his own cup. I'm even big enough. Let me buy him. I'll pay somebody to pour his water. I'll pay the person. Let them send me the bill. And I'm telling you, there are people who what they carry. They are like loaded vessels. Looking for where they can pour into. All the places they are going to is proud people. Pointing finger, fingers. Detesting without honor. There will be no transfer. That, that's when you now begin to see various forms of stunts and deformation. But when you find somebody who understands being strategic, you found someone who is ready to shine brighter always. Did you get it? So what do you do first? You seek. What do you do next? Serve. What do you do next? You ask questions. You transfer the questions. You distill them into action steps. And you take action. Before the next meeting, not I am planning to, I will, I am going to. That is, you are telling the person, open the door, come off this train. <laughs> and when you've done it, you feed back. This is what I learned the last time. These are the things I've done. And then you serve. It's a cycle. All right. And when you hit that milestone, now you know that you've qualified for the next mentor. You seek them out and you go serve them. And you continue to honor the previous relationships that have been a blessing to you. Do you get it? Do you get it? Let's read Jeremiah 6.16 again in the NLT. And I'll leave you with the word of God on your heart. It says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads. Look around. Ask for the old godly way. Walk in it. Travel its path. And you'll find rest for your souls. And we will reply... Yes, that is the road we want in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.